Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Someone the other day said to me that we are living in the age of Antichrist. Well, who is the Antichrist? That phrase, Antichrist, is one of 27 names for a world dictator who will rule from the city of Rome, then drop by Jerusalem on his way to Babylon, where he will operate an economic, political, governmental system. Age of Antichrist is the title of a five-part audio series on CD that I have available for you. It will help you to understand the coming of this beast and how indeed that will all be set up in our world today. I can give you this much information. We are at that point for it to happen. Let's take a moment now and listen to a portion of the second part in this five-part series, The Emperor Who Is the Antichrist. We'll take a moment to listen to this study, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of The Age of Antichrist. Here now is the study. And thinking through the events that must take place before the tribulation period starts, and also the events that must take place before Antichrist should appear on the scene so that you might focus on eschatologically what is going to unfold. God creates man about 6,000 years ago, comes along for 4,000 years. He lives in the person of Jesus Christ on the earth for 33 years. At the end of that time, he's nailed to a tree, put in a cave, resurrects, enters into the heavenlies. We come along for about 2,000 years to the next main event, which is the rapture of the church. This is not when Jesus comes back to the earth and every eye sees him and every tongue confesses and every knee bows. He comes in the clouds, and we are caught up to be with him in the clouds. The rapture of the church, talked about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. Then the seven-year tribulation period leading up to the next main event, this seven-year period of time is talked about in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, if you want to study what's going to happen during this seven-year period of time, study Revelation chapter 4, verse 2, through chapter 19, verse 10. And that portion of God's Word deals with the seven-year period of time. There are three sets of seven judgments, seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, seven vile judgments. These get progressively worse as they unfold through the seven-year period of time, culminating with the return of Jesus Christ when he gets on a white horse, comes out of the heavenlies, comes back to the earth. That's Revelation chapter 19, 11 and following. Then the thousand-year millennial kingdom unfolds, Revelation chapter 20, verses 4, 5, and 6 which deals with a thousand-year period of time, Christ sitting in the throne in the city of Jerusalem on the Temple Mount where the temple will be standing and ruling and reigning for that thousand years of peace on the earth. Remember, when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you're actually praying for the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, to come back. So continually, as the Bible exhorts us, continually pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's praying for Jesus to return, to set up his kingdom of the kingdom that starts in the heart, but a kingdom that will be physical, that will be earthly, that will be material. Jesus Christ will set up that kingdom. He promised it to the Jewish people, and he will come back to set it up during this thousand-year period of time. The next planet represents the great white throne judgment, at which time Jesus is the judge, sentencing all those rejecting him in the lake of fire, which is the second death. Then after that, eternity, future, new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. Now, as we come to the rapture of the church, the rapture does not start the period of the tribulation. All it does is engage all of this activity to begin unfolding. And what happens after the rapture of the church, we studied the first time we got together, that is the appearance of the ten-horned 
uh, the ten-unit federation that comes together, referred to by many as the United States of Europe, or at least that would be the infrastructure for that revived Roman Empire that's going to come into existence. If you have Daniel chapter 7, look just a moment and we refresh your thinking about this revived Roman Empire coming into existence. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 7. Thinking through, remember Daniel chapter 7, we were talking about a dream or a vision. Chapter 7 unfolds the, the four kingdoms that the Gentiles would be controlling or operating in this world. The first one in verse 4, the lion, Babylonian empire. Verse 5, the bear, the Medo-Persian empire. Verse 6, the leopard, the Grecian empire. And then verse 7, and after this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Now we see the Roman empire. This is the fourth beast, this dreadful, awesome beast, with ten horns, and the ten horns in the interpretation of it in, in verse 24 of, Matthew, uh, of Daniel chapter 27. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. Now this is the angel giving Daniel the interpretation. It's not my interpretation, it's what the angel said to Daniel. The ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings, or ten units, that shall arise, and another shall arise after them. And he shall be the first from the first, and he shall subdue three of the kings. And he goes ahead to speak a bit about the Antichrist. We'll come back and look at that. Verse 8 is telling the prophecy before the interpretation, and I considered the horns, and behold, there came out among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And so what we see and what we must understand, the Antichrist is incapable of being visible to the world until this revived Roman Empire has come into existence. The revived Roman Empire must be in operation so that the Antichrist or the little horn can come out of these ten horns, he can subdue three of these ten units and then establish himself in the world in prominence to some extent. The third thing, before he starts the seven-year tribulation period, is in Daniel 9 and verse 27 where it says, and he shall confirm, he the Antichrist, shall confirm, that means strengthen, make stronger, or confirm, as it says in the King James, he shall confirm a covenant, a peace agreement, with the Jewish people. He doesn't say he's going to have to sign a peace agreement, he's simply going to confirm it. It'll have to be already on the table. When that peace agreement is, is on the table today, it's not working. Those three peace agreements, the Camp David Accords, the Oslo Accord, which is the Palestinian agreement with the Israelis, and the Israeli-Jordanian peace agreement. None of the three are actually working as effectively as they could. The one closest is the Jordanian peace agreement, but still it must be confirmed. It must be strengthened. It must be made stronger. And with the changing of the guard as far as Jordan is concerned. And now Abdullah is reigning as king, and so there's some concern about that peace agreement between the Jordanians and the Israelis. Will it continue on? What will be the policy of this new young man, 37 years of age, coming to power as the king? Not too bad. King Hussein came to power when he was 17 years old and has reigned these some 45 years. But there's still that that's up in the air about it. And so a peace agreement that may falter and have to be confirmed. And when the Antichrist does that, that starts the seven-year period of time 
of the tribulation. Now, the Antichrist must come on the scene. Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, a man comes forth on a white horse, has a crown on his head, has a bow in his hand with no arrows, and he goes forth to conquer, it says in Revelation 6, 1 and 2. That is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to come on the scene. Many names for the Antichrist. I wrote down some of the names for the Antichrist. I have 17 of them here. Uh, bloody and deceitful man, Psalm chapter 5. The wicked one, Psalm 10. The man of the earth, also in Psalm 10. The mighty man, Psalm 52. The enemy, Psalm 55. The little horn, which we read about in Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. The prince that shall come, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 26. The vile person, Daniel 11. The willful king, also in Daniel 11. The foolish shepherd, Zechariah chapter 11. The man of sin, the son of perdition, and the lawless one, all found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. These are all synonyms or other names for the Antichrist. The word Antichrist, the name Antichrist, found in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 22. The beast in Revelation chapter 11 verse 7 and chapter 13 verse 1. The king of fierce countenance, Daniel chapter 8 verse 3. And the desolator, the one that maketh desolate, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27. Just some of the names given to the Antichrist. As you study the Word of God, this personality that comes on the scene. The Age of Antichrist is the name of the series that you have been listening to a portion of. We've been talking about the beast, the emperor of this empire that is going to come into power, a one-world economic, political, governmental system. It will be preceded by an ecclesiastical Babylon, which is a false church, and end up in economic Babylon. Indeed, that is a literal Babylon that I'm talking about. For more on that, you need to get your copy of Age of Antichrist, a five-part audio series on CD that is available to you. If you would like to have your copy, call our toll-free number. They can tell you how you can make your purchase. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from all across America. Once again, the number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your purchase. Do it today. You need to understand that we indeed are living in the age of Antichrist. And as you study this, you'll become much more aware of the fact that we are quickly approaching the time of the rapture when Jesus will call us up to be with him. By the way, that could happen in the next moment. And having said that, really there's nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...